This week, we talk about just how new the concept of spiritual awakening is to many people and how so many more people are waking up every single day. And so we unpack that. We also talk about masculine and feminine energy, one of my favorite topics to discuss. And we also share so many tools and gems that are going to just help you so much within your coaching business and just your overall day-to-day relationships and your mindset. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And here we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Vibe Talk Awaken. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've been thinking about starting your own podcast, I actually have a small group coaching session that is going to be launching very soon. And I will be teaching spiritual coaches how to launch their own podcast so you can attract your ideal clients. And I'm also going to include a sneak peek into my premium program of how to gain the sales skills you need to convert more clients after you talk to them on your discovery call. But today, I am so excited to connect with a fellow spiritual coach and hear all about her healing journey, and that is Coach Liana. So Liana is a daughter, a sister, a mother, an intuitive, an empath, and sexual assault survivor, business owner, and spiritual coach. Through her lifelong experiences and consequent studies, she helps guide women in healing and empowering themselves by reconnecting to their divine feminine through her unique perspective and approach of the relationship between the human mind, body, and soul. Welcome to Vibe Talk Awaken. How are you feeling, Liana? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you as well. And uh, every single show, we start off with this question. And I'm very excited to hear your story because we don't know each other that well yet. So if you can share with us your spiritual awakening journey. My journey. Well, I guess in one sense, it's kind of been a lifelong thing. You know, hindsight being what it is, you can look back and pick out moments and directions, trajectories that your life took along the way. But specifically for me, mine started almost four years ago with the ending of an engagement and the collapse of a 15-year-long friendship. It really took me by surprise and I had to take a step back. You know, it was it was a very difficult time having, you know, the supportive aspects of the relationship with my ex-fiance and the longtime friendship I had for those support systems to just almost disappear overnight. So yeah, the ending of the the engagement and the longtime friendship, you know, it was a dark, dark moment in in my past, one of several, but it was kind of the the last straw kind of thing. It was, you know, something's got to give because here I was at the end of a five-year-long relationship that fell apart and then a 15-year-long friendship, you know, friends going back to middle school, someone I've known, you know, over half of my life. And so with those pieces falling away, I was kind of forced to take a look at myself and to really kind of take a good look in the mirror to see, you know, I put the best intentions out there, but I'm not getting it returned. What's what's going on? <clears throat> and so I started looking into the breakdown with my relationships because I was dealing with that fresh heartache. That's where my focus went. And along the way, I started noticing patterns in how my relationships would go or how they would end. That five-year-long relationship was the longest one that I had had. And the big, one of the big factors in it falling apart was intimacy issues on my end of things. It was really hard to come to terms with 
because I mean, the guy I was with was a great man, you know, great man, great dad, just overall amazing person. Why was I having issues connecting with him? And bless his soul, he had the patience of a saint. You know, we stuck it out and tried to work through and everything for a couple of years before we decided, you know, it's in our best interest to go separate ways. Neither one of us are happy. And that was in in, in and of itself was eye opening because that was the first time I had a relationship amicably end, not someone cheating or, you know, drama aspect of it. So following that that little loose thread that I was picking at trying to understand, I realized I had intimacy issues going back for a long time. And I've dealt with multiple issues. It wasn't until I reached out to a therapist for traditional talk therapy, and she diagnosed me with having complex PTSD, which I hadn't heard of before. Everyone knows of PTSD, usually in regards to our military overseas. And whereas I was in the military, I didn't deploy. So I didn't have the traditional sense of PTSD. But with that kind of aha moment, it kind of clicked that, oh, all these things in my life that I thought were normal occurrences weren't normal. All the times I tried to downplay or laugh it off or what have you, it wasn't normal. But I didn't know that because of how I was raised. I thought that's just how women were treated. That's how, you know, boys will be boys. That's just how it goes. And it wasn't until I was, you know, honest with myself that no, that that's not okay. That's not how it goes. That's not how the world is supposed to work. Because if anything, I have the, I've always had the ingrained belief that, you know, God is love universe is love. I was raised Catholic and there's a bunch of rules and regulations and do this, don't do that. So it was very confining growing up. And that's where a lot of my people pleasing tendencies came from was trying to fit in to conform. So I wouldn't get in trouble for being too weird or too different or too hippie or whatever like that. So it was kind of a a long process to till I realized that what I was going through was a spiritual awakening. I was starting to question things, question things about myself, the world around me, how I was raised, my dynamics with relationships, friendships, my family members. And so then I just dip dived into research mode, trying to make it all make sense. And the one common denominator that I found along the way was, you know, just love. Love is is the root, is the glue that holds it all together, that makes everything tick. And so I guess that was kind of my my north on the compass to, to kind of keep as I was searching and learning is, you know, I had that truth that I knew it deep down inside, just that mm-hmm. deep knowing. And it was about time that I followed it. I finally started listening to it and asking questions and doing the digging and the learning and the research. And I mean, all across the board, I went into it. You know, I did talk therapy. I ended up working with my own spiritual coach and she helped a lot too. And I I think that's part of why I want to, you know, I keep wanting to help other peoples because I Mm -hmm. was helped that way. And I want to help others kind of open my eyes, push me to, to question, push me to 
to be accountable with my own actions and, and words and my goals and, and all of that. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great start. That's a great start. You mentioned a loss of a friendship as well, in addition to the engagement. I did. Did, did something like specific happened or like, like, can you elaborate on that? Well, the, the falling apart of the friendship, you know, I was very hurt at the time, but what had happened was my engagement fell apart. My friendship of 15 years, she was getting married and I was bridesmaid in her wedding right after the ex and I split. And so it was one of those, I'm going to put my stuff on hold. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer at her Halloween and, or her Halloween, her wedding. <laughs> I don't want to be a Debbie Downer at her wedding. And, you know, the, the celebrations is just at that point, we were on two different trajectories, two different paths. She was stepping into her new role in happy life, marriage, wife, everything else. Whereas I was stepping away from that. You know, I didn't get to have that opportunity. And so, you know, I sucked it up, all smiles and everything for the wedding. I helped her prep and all of that. But then afterwards, I had the expectation that she would reciprocate that, okay, now the wedding mm -hmm. is done. Now you I can see. come and be my friend and help support me because, you know, I'm going through a hard time too. And that didn't happen. And somewhere along the way in the communication, you know, things just broke down. She took it on a very personal level that I didn't want to be around her and her happy husband. And it was, no, I just needed my friend. You know, I, I needed that confidant to rely on and just the timing was off. And if anything, I've learned everything happens for a reason. So if her and I hadn't, you know, taken a step back and started going our own separate ways, I'd be on a different path right now, eventually leading to the same point, but it probably would have taken me a bit longer to really start the digging and the investigative and to start right. figuring myself out. Wow. So how, so you said you've been on this path now for four years. Is that right? Yes. So what was the click for you that made you realize, okay, I want to step into coaching myself and now help others who have experienced what I have experienced? Well, it was kind of an aha moment because as you know, in this journey, it's not just bam, you're awake and everything's hunky dory and, right. you know, great all the time. <laughs> you know, it's it's got layers to it, you know, that never ending spiral of layers as you dig a little deeper. And so as I was, you know, working through some stuff, this memory kept popping up of an old coworker of mine. We worked at a fraud department investigating things and I had discovered or figured out something new or a new trick that, you know, the bad guys were doing per se. And so I was excited and showing her, hey, look, when you see this, this is what it means. And this is what we can do now. So now we can, you know, catch these guys or stop them at least. And she took it as me being a braggart coming off as bragging and a show off that I had figured it out. And, you know, I was taken aback by it because that wasn't my intention at all. I was eagerly sharing the information, you know, what I had figured out to help because it had helped me so much. So that memory kept popping up and resurfacing in my head and, you know, trying to figure it out. And it just kind of finally clicked. Duh. I want to help people, but I have to help those that want to be helped. Those that are looking for that help, who are receptive to that help. 
So I was essentially, you know, kind of preaching to the choir to her. She didn't want to hear it. You know, she could do her job. She knew how to do her job. It was my overzealousness trying to help. Part of it was, you know, trying to be dependable, reliable. Hey, you can count on me kind of thing. And so that was like a big, I think, transition moment there to it really finally clicked. Like, that's what I do naturally. I want to help, you know, any and everything that I've learned. If if I could help someone with it, I'm going to try to do that. So that's when the, you know, the redirection to coaching kind of came into was I can help people that are looking to be helped. And especially other women that have been through traumas, you know, and judgments and, you know, societal stereotypes and religious judgments or assumptions, just all of that different templating that we kind of grow up around and don't think twice about, those kind of make up the framework of, you know, our our mental thoughts in there. Those are the things that prevent us or stop us from doing something or tell us that's not good enough or what have you. So I wanted to be able to help other women that were looking to try to break free from that. You know, they recognize that, you know, I guess they have a disconnect between their their mind and their heart. They they have a deep knowing or longing in their heart, but it stops or or can't break through because of everything going on in the mind because of things that we've endured or been through. So that's really why I wanted to redirect and do the coaching so I can, you know, help one-on-one with these women like I was helped with my coach. Mm-hmm. And I something you just said kind of like triggered something in me, like it just kind of gave me a, an aha, you know, sometimes when we're trying to help people that don't want to be helped or are not in a position of being able to receive, you know, that could be a form of like, I mean, I don't know what's going on on their end, but I I definitely want to talk about masculine and feminine energy. But when you think about it, you were coming from a place of wanting to share something, right? Of sharing abundance with another coworker. And whatever she had going on, she was blocking that from entering her world, automatically thinking, oh, you know, Liana's trying to be a show off when really you're trying to give her abundance and she could not receive it, which is so interesting, right? So, so often we're blocking our own blessings because we're not able to receive, which is just like, what are we doing? So I want to shift the conversation to that because I believe that, um, especially in the spiritual space. And I know you and I are, you know, aware of these blocks, right? And I'm sure you deal with this with your your clients. How how were you able to overcome these blocks? Was it with your, your spiritual coach? How were you able to get into a place of receiving and recognizing where you were maybe self-sabotaging or you had limiting beliefs? I'm curious to hear how you were able to overcome that for yourself. It was definitely a process, a lot of trial and error. I think that's why I believe so strongly in the connection between mind, body, and and spirit or soul, because we aren't just one thing. We're not just a physical human. We're not just our mind that goes a mile a minute. We're, we're not just, you know, the energy or the spirit or the soul that, you know, we're, we're a combination of all three. And if we can get all three in balance, we become so much more empowered and are able to do the things, you know, we didn't think possible before. I, I like telling people all the time, I was like, it's exciting right now to be alive because so many of us are awakening. So many of us are 
are seeing the connections and bridging the gap. And then for some of us, our job is then to help others see the connection and start bridging the gap and, you know, start to be whole in and of themselves. But my process, you know, it took a while just because I was all in my mind and not in my heart. And so just like the, the being receptive and not, you know, giving and receiving energy dynamics, there's also the, the yin and yang or the masculine and feminine, feminine dynamics. The mind is all masculine. It's the figure things out, the analytical, what, you know, that's the masculine energy, whereas the feminine energy comes from the heart, the caring for people, wanting to share with the world, being compassionate, that kind of thing. So my issue was having a very strong mind because of everything that I had been through. And for the years of just, nope, lock it up, throw away the key. We don't, Mm -hmm. you know, shove it to the back. We don't need to worry about it. You know, I got to get to work or you know, I got to provide for my son, that kind of stuff, you know, other things always took priority. So the emotional aspect of things, the feminine aspect just kind of got crammed down and compressed and locked away. And so with my research and all the learning that I had done, what finally made me reach out to my coach was wanting to try to get around my mind because it was in my way. I had enough awareness to recognize that I was getting in my own way and I didn't know how to get out of my own way. So I reached out to my coach and originally we tried hypnosis to try to circumvent, you know, calm down to, to really trace back, to understand everything. And it didn't work. My mind was too strong. My, my brain was way too stubborn as in, nope, you can't see this. You can't know this. You aren't strong enough yet, essentially is what it was. And so that's why I'm so passionate about the divine feminine aspect, because my masculine was big, brave, strong. You know, my mind was strong. I could push through and and make sure things were taken care of. But because I never dealt with any of the emotional side, any of the impacts or anything that I had been through, my masculine deemed my feminine as weak and fragile and needing protection. Protection, So my mind... Yes, it's all about that protection. Uh, Fascinating. And so it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't let me through. It was, you know, big old strong barrier. Nope, you're not going to touch her. You're not going to hurt her. You're not going to do anything that's going to upset her. And it wasn't until we started doing breath work, you know, the physical aspect of the breath work Mm -hmm. that essentially bypassed my my overstrong mind because it was through the body that's a feminine thing you know movement dance self-expression that's the more feminine energy so by tapping in to a very i say kind of fundamental thing because it's just breathing right we we breathe without even thinking about it but the intentional breathing and the specific breathing practices actually essentially hack your hack your body it hacks your brain it's a shortcut And so through that process, I was able to access some of my younger memories, which were, you know, the root causes of all the other traumas and everything else, you know, how I had behaved and acted and reacted and and everything throughout my entire life. But it was one one of those things I had to empower my feminine side some more. I had to calm 
the masculine energy. I had to calm my mind, you know, anxiety, racing thoughts, 24 seven, you know, stimulation, overload sights, sounds, you know, any little thing would, ah, and I'd fly off the handle because it was just too much input for everything my, my brain was trying to keep up with. So I had to get back in touch with my feminine side to then be able to calm and soothe my over analytical, super strong mind to then allow me access for the, you know, the next layer of the healing, you know, to touch back into that and to really get digging in on the, the lower levels or the deeper layers of the healing. That makes so much sense. It never occurred to me that the the mind is super masculine. It's making me think of a friend right now. I'm not going to call them out, but they're very much <laughs> into meditation. They're very much into calming the mind, sitting still and all of that, which is amazing. But that that would still be considered, you know, you're calming the mind. So mm -hmm. uh, it's like breath work, dancing, movement, the creativity, that's all the feminine. They're not necessarily into that as much. So that's that's interesting. <laughs> that's more so opening up the, the feminine. In your opinion, do you feel as a collective, perhaps we're all more in our masculine? Do you feel that that's a theme most, that you yeah, see? Most or definitely. I, would love to hear your thoughts. I mean, yeah, just you, you can kind of see it. I know patriarchy is a touchy word right now with society and everything going right. on. But the definition of it is just society ruled by men, which has been the history, you know, our human history for the last couple thousands of years. It has been societies all over the world ruled by men. And I think because of that, that's where we get the overdominant masculine side of things is because we haven't had that equal representation of the feminine as well. One of my favorite YouTubers, her name is Christina Lopes. She explained it really well. I think in a way that kind of clicked for me, she was saying you can put, you know, masculine and feminine in the middle of a forest. You give the feminine a compass and the masculine has a machete. And the goal is to get out of the forest. Okay. Well, if the masculine isn't listening to the feminine, he's just going to go hacking and slashing away using all his strength and his might to force his way out of the forest, to force, find a way out. Whereas if he were to balance that out and work as a team with the feminine who has the compass, mm. she has the guidance, work with the feminine to kind of conserve that energy and then you can get out together. And so I really like that analogy that she had used because it, it really kind of helped put it in perspective for me. And then looking, you know, at our collective history, you can you can kind of see that that's where our imbalances lie. You know, we've been male dominant energy for a long time. And so even if, you know, we're male or female in between, it doesn't matter. We all have that masculine and feminine energy inside of us, but because we've been around primarily the masculine energy for so long, we don't, most of us don't know what to do with the feminine energy or it's seen as bad or weak, mm -hmm. you know, weak, emotional yeah. emotions are tools. Emotions are important. And so I think we're finally getting to that point where we're starting to recognize the importance of emotions and mental health and things like that. We're 
finally getting yeah. to the point where it's even acceptable to have common conversations about it. It's not a taboo subject that you sweep under the rug right. or talk behind closed doors. So yeah, as a whole, in general, I definitely think we lean more masculine. You know, it's about the go-getters and, you know, uh, fake it till you make it, no pain, no gain, all of these you know, there that can be helpful tips and tools, but not when they're the only things that you focus on. You know, we've got to find right. that balance and to bring that feminine, the more gentle, softer, kinder, compassionate, caring side of things to the world, not just for everyone else, but for ourselves too. And that's where, you know, I really want to continue helping other women is We've taken this masculine energy and kind of turned it in on ourselves and we're, we tend to attack or demean or belittle ourselves because of our feminine traits. And, you know, it took me a while, but I learned that it's not okay and it doesn't actually get you anywhere. All it does is drag you down, you know, just mm -hmm. that constant berating of ourselves and then the over-criticism of other people. The only reason we're we're critical of someone else is because we're critical of something in ourselves. There's something that right. that person reminds us of and we don't like it in ourselves. So we don't like it about them either or we're jealous exactly. or, you know, something like that. So yeah, I think in general we are a bit unbalanced and are working towards, I mean, we're getting there. We definitely see the changes in everything to get more balanced in general in life. We're becoming more acceptable of other people, how other people choose to live their lives. It's not, you know, a set structure, man, woman, child, get a career, have grandkids. You know, it's not that cliche picture anymore. And it's perfectly okay. It's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful seeing all the different types of relationships that people are now becoming, you know, finding their courage and are brave enough to speak up and to to share their thoughts and to find their other like-minded people, you know, their, their soul tribe per se, other people that think like them too, because we're not all the same. We're all connected. If you want to get super, super deep, then yes, we are all the same, but that's way, way, way another level. Uh, but well, yeah, we're, I mean, right we're all different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I, and I agree and I appreciate your perspective, but you know, ultimately, it, it all starts with with ourselves. And that's what I'm a big advocate of. You know, you can't control other people, you can't change other people. But you can definitely have self discipline and look inward. So I appreciate your perspective. So as you are on the coaching path yourself, and I know you're about to launch uh, your uh, coaching practice very soon, which is exciting. Can you share some some tips and advice? As you've been on this journey and crafting your offer, I would love to hear your insights for newbies that are listening or for those that are considering starting their own coaching practice. What are some like top three tips that have helped you on your path? Oh, man, top three. Well, I know the biggest one that has helped me is, you know, self-motivation or self-confidence, but also compassion with it. You know, you, you go and you make a post and you have high hopes and expectations and nobody sees it or nobody likes it or shares it or whatever. And you get discouraged. The thing to remember is, you know, baby steps, essentially, just one step at a time. You 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 feel that calling, you know, you have that sense of knowing inside 
And that sense of knowing isn't going to steer you wrong ever, never, never, ever. I mean, that's, I mean, if you're listening, obviously, you know that that's part of your purpose, your soul's calling. And yes, it can be scary to the mind. The mind is very much male, masculine, physical, 3D type thing, whereas the soul is so much more. And I think for some folks, it's intimidating how much more, you know, how much bigger kind of what the soul demands or urges you to do. It's it can be scary sometimes. Um, But the trick is to go towards it. Any little baby step towards that goal and to celebrate each little baby step towards that goal, because it doesn't matter how big or small that step is. The fact that you took the step is cause for celebration because, you know, a year ago you wouldn't have done that or five years ago you wouldn't have done that. Like you are making progress. And at some point, as you get into the process and you start looking back, it's going to seem like it went by in the blink of an eye and you're like, Whoa, how did I get here? And I think that's part of it is just the baby steps at a time and to celebrate each little success along the way. And that'll help you motivate yourself, especially if you don't have a a support group around you. You know, if you don't have friends or family or relatives, anyone, you know, that gets what you're doing because the spiritual awakening is still (laughs) new. There's as many of us that are waking up, it's still new. So we still have our work cut out for us. And part of that work is combining, you know, the, the quote unquote real world and then our little quote unquote fantasy spiritual awakening worlds. Like we know it's real and we know the 3d world is real. I mean, we've lived here our lives. We know that's real. And our spiritual awakening is, is just as equally real, if not more so. And so I think that's part of the challenge is bridging the gap between the two. And that's where I know a lot of my own personal, you know, blocks have come up for examination as you know, I've been studying and putting my courses together and launching and everything. It's, it's still a lot of that. Uh, a lot of the blocks are, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy. Well, no, because I'm not the only one that's awake. I'm not the only one that was struggling when I was waking up. So, okay, if you're not awake yet, sure, I might sound crazy, but I'm not talking to you. You're not, right. you know, you're not my targeted audience. When you get there and some of what I'm saying starts making sense, then yeah, hit me up. Definitely. I want to help you, but I'm not going to shove it down your throat. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Can you share with us what your big vision is for your coaching business? Big vision, long-term goals. Well, I, like you, I believe that change happens within, with, with ourselves. There's no way we can control the world. One individual person can't go out and change every country, all the governments, every community, every society, when we can't do that, it's physically impossible. We know that. But if we put that effort towards ourselves, that same effort that we want to put out there, then we, you know, we quote unquote fix ourselves, but we work on ourselves and that causes ripples. So the more, more women that I'm able to help, you know, help them heal themselves the more those ripples are going to start turning into waves eventually. 
And I know it's not just me, myself and I that are going to be doing it. You know, I've got my higher self spirit guides, but you've got yours. And I mean, we've got a community around us that, you know, are spiritually awakened and they have a million and one different ideas of how to go about helping people. So my long-term goal is to really, to help the women that I can through my own experiences and to also team up with others in our community to, you know, do retreats or to really get the idea and this energy out there and rolling. Cause it, I mean, it's time, the, the world needs it. I think we can all sense it on some level, you know, something's got to change and the, what's got to change is us individually, us internally and, and finding our balance within ourselves so then we can go out and find balance and help create balance in the world. But it all starts with ourselves. So I, long term, I just, oh, I believe so passionately in, you know, just supporting other women because I, I know, I, I get it. And it can be hard, uh, very isolating and lonely, but that's the perfect time to start working on yourself. Stop putting that focus right. on everybody else and put it on yourself. That's exactly where the most impact is going to be made is when we, we come into alignment and find balance within. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And it's, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, you know, we met in a huge community, uh, the Aaron Dowdy, uh, community on Facebook. And I've met so many wonderful, divine, beautiful souls in that community. I'm so grateful for it uh, with Full-Time Purpose Tribe. And yeah, I'm very much in alignment with your vision. That's my big vision, you know, a couple years down the line, but I would love to host retreats. So you said that and I was like, yes, yes, I want to host retreats so bad. That's something that I love doing. Uh, For those that have been following along for quite some years, I used to host live networking events back when I focused primarily on music. And there was nothing like being in a room, hosting and talking to people and just feeling that energy of just live souls in the room. Granted, I was not Mm -hmm. on a spiritual path at all, but still there's something about that energy of just feeling people connecting and laughing and having fun. Like I miss that so much. And so that's something that's been in the back of of my mind is hosting live events and connecting with people. So I love that you mentioned retreats. And uh, yeah, before we wrap up this episode, I would love for you to share exactly the type of women you currently help with your coaching program, who you're looking to enroll into your coaching program, and uh, some special promos you've got going on. Well, based on, uh, you know, I, I, I connect with everybody, right? I'm, I'm empathic and intuitive, but my, I'm passionate about helping other women realize or discover their self-worth and just how worthy they actually are. You know, I've come from a a traumatic background. You know, I was sexually molested by a relative before the age of five. I was molested again as a senior in high school. I was lied to and impregnated just out of high school. I was drugged and used while in the army. So I've, I've been through a, a lot of things. I mean, there was a time that I was almost raped by a coworker at a house party. And if it wasn't for my best friend, you know, I didn't go anywhere without him. Thank goodness, because, you know, that night, that evening would have ended differently. And so I've been through so much and I've always tried to downplay it. You know, it's not as bad as this or it's not as big a deal as that. 
And no, it is a big deal because it happened. And and it's, you know, not okay in a sense. And so part of my healing journey was being honest with myself, you know, kind of brutal honesty to look at these events and say, you know what, it wasn't okay. And it's okay that it wasn't okay. So, you know, a lot of that self-compassion and understanding. And so I, I tend to work really well and I'm very helpful with other women who have been through similar traumatic experiences. You know, maybe they were almost raped or, you know, some other, you know, molestation or things like that to where they, no one ever knew about it. You know, my family didn't know. Right. You know, cause I never told anyone, you know, I kept all these secrets to myself and, you know, cause no one's going to care or they're going to think I'm just complaining or making a big deal out of it or, you know, all those other, you know, million and one reasons and excuses. So with connecting and working with other women that have been through similar experiences, you know, I'm there, I'm able to hold space and kind of let them lean on me a little bit because, you know, I'm not judging you. I've been there. I've done that been through that. I know how difficult, even if the details are different, all these, you know, scenarios, they're, they're hard to get through, but helping other women realize that they had the strength to not only get through it, but to continue living, to continue with their lives. That takes a lot of personal strength. And I didn't, I didn't give myself enough credit for it, you know? And so helping other women work through those, you know, thoughts or limiting beliefs and being honest with themselves really helps them heal and self-forgiveness and just that empowerment that comes with it, you know, that knowing that, yeah, this stuff happened, but I am not that. I am so much more than that. So yeah, any of your listeners out there that, you know, feel a resonance with any of this, definitely you know, I definitely want to help you guys. And I mean, that's, that's part of my purpose here is to, you know, my, my soul's plan, everything happens for a reason, my personal belief, I, you know, signed up essentially to have these experiences so that I could learn how to get through them. So I could help other women get through their experiences. And so I do have a referral program um, for any of your listeners. If they want to go to my website, my program is called Divine Feminine Empowered. The link for it, I shortened it for you guys. It's a bitly link. It's bit.ly slash DF Empowered for Divine Feminine Empowered. So you can go there and book a free consultation call with me. And go ahead and put there referred by Vibe Talk, and we'll definitely reach out to you guys and get started on a healing journey. I love it. And I'll have all of that info in the show notes as well. So there'll be awesome and all of that. So if you can let everybody know uh, where they can follow you on social media as well and how they can best support you. Uh, definitely. And, uh, my, uh, yeah. my, my company, my business name is Mayfire Spirit, M-A-E-F-Y-R-E Spirit. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram right now. Might be branching out to other handles, but you go to those and you'll find me on the others. So um, that's where you can find me on social media. You have my website and I really enjoyed this conversation today. Thank you for having me. 
I'm so excited as well. And before we wrap up, I always end with my guests' words of wisdom that have led them on their journey thus far. Oh, goodness. My journey has been quite a roller coaster. What has really stood out and helped the most? I guess it's just believe in yourself. We've all got the, the second guessing and the what if this and what if that. But you know when you have that deep knowing and you know when you're not listening to it. So just believe in yourself, believe in that deep knowing and, and trust it. Trust that that deep knowing your heart knows what's best for you. I love that. And if you are second guessing that deep knowing, which means you're second guessing your intuition, book mm-hmm. a call with Liana. <laughs> Pretty much. That means you've got some some stuff you need to heal. I think that's a, yes. it's a great way to end the show. I appreciate you so much. It was a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, I'm excited uh, to continue to get to know you. And I'm sure I'll have you back on the show in the future. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Take care. Me too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're a coach or a spiritual entrepreneur of any kind and you've been considering starting your own podcast, but you're a little overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, I need your help. I've actually been considering putting together an online course along with an accountability factor so you're able to step-by-step know exactly how to launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, please check the show notes. There's a link there which breaks down exactly what would be included. And so if I get enough interest, I'm definitely excited to put this together. So please let me know. Let me know if this is something you'd want to be a part of. Uh, Sending you so much love and until next time.